Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Since 2020. So, uh, you know, after May 11th, everybody expected the border to be in total chaos. And what we saw was... Uh, incline up till May 11th, and then the numbers started to drop. And consistently in a 24-hour period, our teams are apprehending about 3,300 people in a 24-hour period across the whole country. And so I feel like we've got the border in as managed a state as we've had it in years. And so if any time after 32 years, I do think it's a good time to pull the plug. It's an interesting take from the outgoing um Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz uh, speaking on News Nation. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. I would be overjoyed to hear that things are better at the border. And really ask you mean the removal of Title 42 actually made things better? It's not that nothing was done. Title Eight was put into place. Title Eight has been the the original response to the border. Title Eight putting a fine, a, a five year penalty for coming back into the country. Title Forty Two didn't do that. Title Forty Two just allowed for quicker removal. Now, uh, Chief Ortiz is also discussing um, that there's also the necessity to continue doing things that people tell us is just immoral, like building the wall. Building the wall is not immoral. The wall works. But you understand the wall is not on the border. If you are in places like McAllen, Texas, which is the Rio Grande Valley sector, you know, there are multiple sectors. I think there's 13 of them. Maybe it's more. You start with Florida and you work your way west. It's the Miami sector, which is actually is four states. Then the New Orleans sector, which goes uh, parts of, of Oklahoma, goes all the way up to Kentucky. We're in the Detroit sector. That's the name of our sector. Then in Texas, you've got five. Laredo, McAllen, Del Rio, Marfa, and El Paso. There are five sectors. Then you get to the Tucson sector, the Yuma sector, El Centro, and then San Diego. Then you actually come back up and around the country. So maybe it's 20 sectors, I think, all in all. If, if you uh, say, say to me that border crossings have slowed because people know that there's a much greater penalty now with Title Eight over Title 42, I'll say to you, huh, okay. Cool. Let's have actual teeth responses to people who cross the border illegally, and you'll have less people crossing the border. And this is why you're starting to hear rumblings on the political left about we need to stop implementing Title VIII. When you start hearing people say, we need to stop implementing Title VIII, 
The only answer is they believe in open borders. But the wall conversation, just so we understand each other. When you go down to McAllen, and we're going to be doing a whole town hall about this. We're going to be bringing people up from the border, engaging in experts, sharing some of my stories, and really making sure that we all understand exactly what's happening. You can engage this politically if you want to, but what you really have to do is engage it rationally. Can't do that until you understand everything that's going on. And we've got aerial footage and, and, and everything else to show you where some of these, th- these things are at. And one of the things in McAllen that was most stunning to note was that the border is in the interior of the United States. It's not, uh, not, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. The wall is in the interior of the United States. The border is on the border. Seriously, Tony, get with the program. So when I'm there on the Rio Grande looking at Mexico, I'm 200 yards plus inside the wall. And when you first see it, like actually see it, like I drove through the wall. It, it, it has a sector, a section that opens up for, for, for specific places. And you're like, wait, I'm not in Mexico? And you realize you're not in Mexico. And this goes on everywhere. And you're like, what is happening? And then you realize they had built years ago levee walls. So there's areas where the... The ground is low and the ground is high. So they put walls in those places. So when you're on the high side, there's no wall. There is no up. There's nothing there. There's no fence, no anything. But you look down and it's like 17 feet down. And you're like, oh, this is what they considered a wall. So even when you take a look at like what, what Trump wanted to build and what, what Greg Abbott is trying to do right now, these are actually additions in many places to that levee wall. And you're like, this isn't... This is not what I was sold. This was not in the brochure. And it becomes this very confusing thing. And you're like, well, then what the hell is the point? If the wall is in the U.S., what's the point of the whole thing? And then you're like, wait a second. Is the political left right? And then you talk to Border Patrol. And no, because the wall does not specifically stop. Although for a great number of people, it stops them. What the wall does is slow people down. The wall can be seen as almost this funneling system, this containment system. And if people have crossed illegally, uh, they're there in these areas, not able to easily get past the wall or the fence. Really, it's a fence. And Border Patrol will tell you they don't want a wall at all. They want a fence. They want to see what's coming from the other side. That this containment, right, the the sensors can go off, other things can go off. It's why they need the technology. And you have the ability to catch people. The wall slows them down. They are absolute proponents of the wall. This isn't some radical political thing and Trump's a crazy man. There's a real application. But you got to understand what the application is doing because you've caught them. That's great. But now they're in the country. You didn't keep them from coming in the country. They're in the country. And so you're like, son of a, what do I do next? And now you get into a conversation about policy. This entire border conversation does not exist in a vacuum. It is not one and done. It is a multiplicity of things that have to be done. In tandem. 
And then you have the conversation about the legal ports of entry and how those operate. And people say, well, most people come through the legal ports of entry. Are we dealing with immigration properly there? And what are the policies in place ipso facto? And what about the NGOs, the non-governmental organizations that teach people to lie and claim asylum when they are clearly migrants and not asylum seekers? And what should be the penalty for them? Because I'm a believer in a great penalty for them. Teaching people to lie? Hell yeah. So we're going to do this, this, this big town hall and kind of break all this down. But it's fascinating to hear that things are slowing down, which signals to me that having concrete plans and and responses that have teeth are valuable. And everybody gets the message. The worry was, was that Title 42 being gone, everybody's coming in. Maybe our worry should have been Title 42 wasn't tough enough.